Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends, anonymously, of course. I came home one day and there were two police officers outside and they said, um, there's a court date for you. Um, your mum wants you to know that she doesn't want you to contact her or your siblings. She went to the police and put an apprehensive violence disorder against me. This week's episode comes with a trigger warning that we will be dealing with issues pertaining to child domestic violence, physical and sexual abuse. If this brings up any triggers for you, we've included support and links in the show notes. Jasper Bailey is an incredible, resilient and courageous young man. His story is one of intense and devastating childhood trauma, filled with violence, sexual assault and being legally disowned by his own parents. After years of therapy, Jasper is still working through the trauma and abuse that no child should ever endure. He is truly an incredible young man. His therapist once told him, Never give away too much of your power. And today, Jasper is reclaiming that power and telling his story. All right, guys, we are bringing in Mr. Jasper Bailey. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. We are so excited to have you on. We're excited. We have just been... um, we probably should have just been recording when we were chatting before. I always say that. I'm always like, as soon as we get into a room, though, like we're always talking and I'm like, this is kind of like funny content. Yeah. yeah. And then we like stop it and we like get really well, serious and everyone gets a bit nervous. Before, and it's <laughs> before we start, can you quickly catch me up on this wedding? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Everyone interrupted me because we were trying to set up the podcast. Yeah. So, as you guys would maybe know, well, this will be a week from now. Um, one of the Beckham's children got married. Um, I'm just going to check. I'm always like, is it Brooklyn? I'm pretty sure it's Brooklyn. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Nicole Peltz. And anyway, I want to show you the photos. So it's literally like a royal wedding. This is it's already on British Vogue yeah. everywhere. So this is like wow. at her family's wow. house. We're just showing photos at the moment yeah. of the house. We d- I found this really good photo of it, like an overview of yeah. the house. And it's like on the beach. It's like this oh my huge God. castle. But like but in- how can a couple get any more attractive? I know, but oh my God, that sorry. I would firstly fuck David. the dad. <laughs> David is By the far, he's the fucking hottest guy so I've ever handsome. seen. Next I'd go... The, the youngest one of the like oh my he's God, I can't so ha- fucking hot that's crazy that's rowan or something like that romeo, romeo. Which suits. romeo. that's brooklyn brooklyn and the other brother look more similar but like they're 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 fine but like fucking hell look at those two i mean that's a really attractive family like have really you ever attractive. seen a dad hotter than that no nah. never in my life no nah. i can't There's anyway no guys way. sorry i just needed to like go over that um how was everyone's week yeah like fine weekends for me still but um, good, oh yeah, but when are your weekends? Sunday, Monday. Yeah, because we didn't side note. We um know Jasper through Blowjoy Boutique, yes. which is one of our ardent clients. But you do our hair, and you do it yeah. very well. And I think we I used to do it years ago yes. when I worked there. Yeah, yeah, like gazillion Cause years ago. You worked there, and then you worked somewhere else. <clears throat> yeah, so where I did came. You work Joe Bailey. I came from Joe Bailey's, yeah. which is where also Jess did her apprenticeship, and yeah. then she opened up a business, and a couple of years later. I came and joined, and I think I remember you guys from the old location mm. in Double Bay. Yeah, yeah. And then cut oh. to me living my life, going and jumping around, and then coming back to um, the Mossman Salon. 
I know. That's why I see you all the yeah. time because that's my local salon. Yeah. You yeah. Come, or you come here and there. When we I have come shoots. a bit when you have shoots, but I wish you're in Double Bay. Do you ever go to Double Bay at all? No, they're oh. fully staffed there, and there's just like, well, I mean, to be fair, I think everywhere in yeah. every business just needs staff. I mean, we could definitely do with like more. We could fill out more columns for 100%. sure. Yeah. Anyways. What do you What do you reckon before we get into this? Um, the differences between like a double bay client and a Mossman client. I mean, sometimes <laughs> there isn't much difference mm. um, because it's like you have the clients that are just, you know, normal every normal day. I hate using that word normal, but normal yeah. everyday people. And then you do have the clients that have money and the clients that have money can be very similar in respects. Um, I feel like Mossman and Double Bay are like kind of the same. Really similar. <laughs> I think the difference is they both have money, but a Double Bay housewife maybe right to self off hectically on the weekend. She, and a Mossman mom oh, is like doing Pilates. And, and she can, and the girlfriend. I know a few. And if she's from Double Bay, she can come from new money. And that's like a different kind of way. That is of, so true. I always yeah. say that's new money double bay more. It's like her husband's a surgeon. They've yes. got young kids. She's wearing Victoria Beckham. Yeah. She's like off the diamonds and the yeah. thing. Whereas in Mossman, I think it's very elegant, very understated, traditional. traditional. Cartier watch. Totally. Very kids yeah. sure practical. Generations, yeah. You know? you know. They're in their gym gear. Yeah. They have not like, left Mossman. No. 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 I had a client that was like, she's from England and she moved here and she's like, I'm really not liking living here. And I said, look, I'll be honest with you. I reckon what you're probably feeling is that like you have to kind of be accepted into the mm. Mossman clique because they actually <laughs> know each other from like even the mums went to school together around there. So 100%. it's like when they don't know you, it's just like who? Who the hell you know are you? I mean? Yeah, like who? I know. My mum was actually on the new mother's committee at – um. She loved that role because she's like a North Shore, like through and through. She's lived here like all her life. And so, of course, she like jumped at the opportunity to welcome like new parents from like overseas, like yeah. try and make them assimilate into Mossman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she loved it. They put on like morning teas and stuff. Yeah. It's so crazy. Obsessed. <laughs> anyway, but fuck, my dad's not much. He's been there since bloody 17, Yeah, he's 16. been there for a while. It never changes either. It's crazy. No. Like yeah. it's just like the same shit. Yeah. Like I can see myself probably like I was like at a younger age I was saying to Steph like I kind of hated living there I wanted to like live elsewhere now I'm mm. like I've been back for a few years and I'm like kind of like it I know it's a bit boring but it's yeah. really pretty and I can kind of see myself maybe I here I love it <laughs> the North Shore what the North Shore love it oh it's gorgeous I'm I mean, just my- like it's so much prettier like the the kids that go to like the schools in the east versus the north they're like oh God, so 10 different. years younger yeah. in terms of like they're not doing drugs they're not partying yeah. they're not like yeah. it's just so different yeah I mean, my grandparents, when they moved from England, like 40-something years ago, they have lived in Pimble. I mean, always in the north. They actually, I think their first place was in North Sydney. Yeah. And then somewhere like, not Milsons Point, but uh, somewhere else. And then it was like Neutral Bay, I think, even mm. at one point. Mm. And then Pimble for, you know, 16-something yeah, years. It's funny how no one moved. Like, but they never tried to get into the nah. the... The east, what is it? Well, they, we? uh, yeah, eastern South, or what? Or North, North Shore, North Shore, yeah. League vibe, whatever. Yeah. They never tried to do that because they're just like strong they're individuals. Unique. Yeah. Well, going yeah. off that, let's mm. get into it. I know. Let's get into it. So, I'm not even going to comment on your story. I'm mm. just going to ask you, what are your first childhood memories with your parents? Yeah. So. We're just diving right, right in. in. <laughs> you can take um, breathers whenever you want. Yeah, and yeah. I will. And it's good. And thank you again so much for the opportunity. I think it's great to talk about. And I've had some really good feedback from people thinking that it's a great subject to even 
talk 100%. about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my earliest memories. It's really interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually start off by saying I saw a kinesiologist for the first time like two weeks ago, and yeah. she did some emotional vials and checked oh, like so you interested know, in that. And she told me the first emotion you ever felt in your life was disappointment. Wow. And I thought about that and that actually really sunk in because I, if you think, if I think about what my experience was in a family home, it would have been disappointment. It mm -hmm. wouldn't have just been anger or sad. It would have just been like, this is like the two people that you're, you look up to and you inspire to be perhaps, but you are let down immensely by some really bad character flaws. And what did you reply with when she said that to you? Were you like, I totally agree? Or were you just like, just it took a moment anything. for yeah, yourself? Yeah, it took a moment, yeah. I didn't say anything. And just she just sort of kept, she kept talking. She's a little bit kooky in a really good way. And she just kind of goes bang, bang, bang. And it's just sort of here and there. And that's, it's good. It's, yeah, it can really I ask where she was feeling tension within your body? Like so what they do is you have, you stick your arm out and she holds, like she just taps your muscles and by moving it up and down and she has all these vials and she just touches the vials really quickly and, and she said it'll just be a very slight thing that i will pick up where your your body will give me a oh my God. like yes i respond to that it's very really goop. interesting yeah have you watched goop? Yeah, yeah i have yeah, yeah i i've been told that like kinesiologists like other way to go because you know how you told me about seeing a counselor i couldn't get into your counselor mm. i Were told you, jazz this about is, this was this for you or for for the, me now yeah. for me yeah and then she basically said, like, I'm going to help you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you therapy. But also I do do hypnotherapy, which I want to explore. But then on top of that, you should be doing kinesiology mm -hmm. and all these other natural remedies mm -hmm. to get the pain out of your body. Well, there's different depths. You yeah. Know, you can go so many different, like, like weight, or the diet, whether it's like, you know, a nutritionist or a kinesiologist mm. or a massage therapist, chiropractor, everything is so mm. like entwined and aligned with each other that you need to like constantly take care of yourself without overcomplicating it. You're trying not to. You know? Yeah, so many be... new things you can like try. Like yeah. after watching Group or, like I kind of knew about a lot of like obviously Wim Hof because we've kind of yeah, started getting into love it. that. My dad's always been into it, like all the breathing and the mm -hmm. cold water kind of exercises yeah. you do to like for mental clarity and whatnot. Yeah. But I find I like all the emotional therapy and how they like touch your body like in certain places and you can just like fully break down crying like that is like I, I, amazing I mind blowing everything have I you do. tried that kind of stuff before I've done everything I've done um like I've been I've like had the combo which is where you're poisoned by the green tree Amazonian Wait, frog and then you purge all this like oh my god oh my gosh I've, I've watched a vice doc on yes. where did you do that yeah, I did it in Milson's point at his house yeah <laughs> yeah what? I know it was crazy and that there's like feathers and banging drums and chanting are you and vomiting like, and stuff you're purging because you drink so much water and then you purge and it's just all liquid but you have I looked in the bucket and it's sorry but I want to hear no, this. No, we love it like a bit like there was like green slime and black slime like obviously running through my veins. I don't know like what it, where it so came wait, from. Who can we just go back? Yeah. Who recommended this person? I did not know they did it in yeah. the North Shore. God, yeah, yeah. I thought you had to go overseas. Milton's point. Who would have like, thunk it? It's right near my school, Loretta Curavilli. <laughs> who bloody would have thought? Yeah. So wait, I thought you had to travel overseas no, to do that. He he travels back and forth a lot. This guy. I'm so sorry, I don't remember his name. No, no. Um, that is fucked that you don't remember because I, I need to do I, this. I, I have him on I Facebook. I do not. Want I have him on Facebook. I have his like his business. I'm like you, I would try anything. I will, I literally, I do it all. Like hot therapy, cold therapy, like, like, I don't know what else I've done. I've done like, tried doing like 
you know, hypnotherapy. Like I've tried everything yeah. and I will continue to try everything until I feel cured. But really, you know, the cure is, and I have found, is literally through a good therapist. Yeah. It, that is the key. That is so essential is to like finding someone who can help you unload. Do you think it's interesting you <clears throat> use the word cured then? Because um, I don't think... You'll never... Exactly, it's true. You're it's true. sick or yeah, no, what no, happened to you requires a cure. You're the victim of a disgusting but situation. But you're always... And you're always... But, you know, people who go through or have trauma and experience trauma, especially really intense trauma, like people... It's really interesting. I was diagnosed with CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm. It's not your regular post-traumatic stress disorder. People can experience PTSD in life. Like something can be very stressful and traumatic them, yeah but complex is often people who have gone like veterans um sex slavery wow um and rape survivors yeah, what's rape the survivors. difference between the two it's it, that it's complex and it doesn't really have a um you, a certain it, trigger point. you can't exactly okay. you can't really find the one spot that it triggers it it comes from many wow. different that sounds yeah. much more complicated. It is very harder. complicated. It is yeah. very, very complicated. So let's get back to what we were kind of discussing yeah. in terms of childhood memories. Yeah. Um, if we, when did you start realizing your relationship with your parents weren't wasn't as what maybe it seemed? Yeah, to it's, other people? it's a really great question. Honestly, I have sat with this a couple of times. I honestly think the earliest memories I have are like very unhappy memories yeah. like and how old are we think i don't know like four or five wow like i just so remember feeling very unsafe mm. very unsafe very not protected um the catalyst of that was my father in particular mm -hmm. i was i think probably i was born who i am you know i'm 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 in the lgbt yeah. community so that kind of makes me not hetero. Yeah. <laughs> so when you've got like an alpha male father figure, it just it, a bit, it, just, it just makes, I think I would say him uncomfortable mm. and him not wanting to be man enough to like deal with it. Perhaps, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I think he just reacted the way that he did in every situation, which was just violence, you know, complete violence. It was anger and physical you know, violence. Oh God. Yeah. Toward yeah, yeah. you. Oh God. Yeah. He used to like, like, choke like pull me off the ground when I was little by my neck and wow. like watch me go blue in the face and and what would be his trigger like nothing or like literally would you say I something or you, you just sit there and that would happen you, just you bang you oh me just being yeah. me like I wouldn't finish my my dinner and like I would you know he'd say clean your room and I'd be like I don't want to or something and it would just he would just set him lose off it. yeah but it was weird because like he wouldn't do the same to my other siblings that's what I wanted to get onto so how many siblings I'm one of do you four. have one of four I'm the and eldest they boy didn't, you're the oldest eldest okay. boy so you're the eldest yeah. and eldest. how many girls boy. and boys in the family so there's girl boy girl boy wow. and there's okay. an older sister than me younger sister younger brother and did they suffer any abuse from your mom or i dad? think def not in the same context okay. but of course because they're around it of course it affects them yeah 100 yeah. so it, they would watch on and would how would your other family members react when something like that would happen shock yeah. and fear mm. because i don't think anyone knew how to interfere because he was like the king of the house mm. it was like you and know, you said he was quite a big man he was he was yeah really solid like very like traditional sort of big father yeah. figure you know like that's that's who you're dealing with and do you think like at the time you thought that was just normal 
Or do you always yeah. knew it wasn't? Yeah, right. really, really interesting. I, I think you, I went through waves where I was like, oh, this is my normal. But then you'd have a sleepover at someone's, like at my mate's house yeah. or something, and you would just witness or experience other people's family dynamics. And you'd be like, wait, there's something very wrong here with me. You know, because it's like, I wasn't oh, seeing much So you much would self-flame of... yourself more at that yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Even at that young age. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. So you developed like a self-loathing. Yeah, I mean, that is the catalyst of what kind of goes through my mind on a daily. I mean, that's the next thing I'm working on with my therapist who you um, couldn't get into, which is a shame. (laughs) It was such a shame because I know that she is quite busy. Uh, I had to wait like six months or something like that to see her. Um, And I was very lucky to get into her. And I'm so glad because it is about finding the right person. For sure. Um, It's like a, it's a terrible comparison, but a bit like a PT. You know, you can come try to hook up with a PT. I think that's a good comparison. Yeah. And sometimes they're just like, they're not right. They're not right for you. And your body and what you need. Totally. And it's like finding the right therapist to like exercise the brain muscles with your personality is just so important. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like she'll, she is like, she'll swear with me like she'll be like you know i'll talk about my my dad sometimes in sessions and then she'll be like okay we're not gonna fucking talk about him anymore <laughs> yeah she's like we've given him too much of your Air power time, yeah no like yeah we're gonna take it make it about jazz now like what can we do to like move forward yeah, yeah. harness jazz's power and you know harness that and what was your mum's relationship like with your dad and with with the kids and you um not not confusing for me for for a child to witness I feel like they went through mostly bad phases but then then there was like good parts Mm. as well um I think I think honestly I think my mom just loved him and I think he probably loved her as well but she definitely loved him and I think um they got together very young and you know she's just she's a woman you know she Mm. wanted to have that marriage and that life and it just in the end wasn't working out for her obviously but um was she fearful of him too oh i the one of the times where i was like held by the neck i remember my mom standing behind him with holding my little brother and his head was like turned behind her and my sister's head was faced in her lap but like looking the other way and she just had this complete her eyes were wide open and just shocked and just didn't frozen. Like frozen, yeah. Didn't I was know what say, to do. Which like, is like the most common reaction, I think, when yeah. you're like completely fearful. Like you think you're gonna do so many things yeah. and you just can't move. Yeah. Like they're stuck. It's still a hard memory to sit with though, because I sometimes I will never forget that. And I sometimes think like as an adult now, mm. why did you not like Oh hundred percent. There'd be so something. many questions. Like I, I have so many questions yeah. about have that. Have you asked like, any of these questions to her? No. Do you think that would be like therapeutic for you to talk to her through it one day? I or? don't actually think so. You don't think so? No, I yeah. actually think it's just best that you go your way and I go mine. Mm. Because I think there's way too much pain mm. and and suffering on Probably both parts. Yeah, I was going to say, she probably feels a lot of guilt. Yeah, but I mean, she's not innocent in my life story, unfortunately. Like, you know, moving forward, you know, when I was a certain age, I was like 12 or 13. I mean, she like took me to court and like disowned me and was like... Yeah, yeah, let's talk, let's yeah, let's yeah. talk that through. So yeah. you, as a child, you grow up. Your father's abusive to you. Mm. Was he an alcoholic? No, no, no. He didn't smoke. Uh, if anything, I mean, both of my parents were not 
mm, big drinking. drinkers. From the outside, do you reckon people would have thought you were a really normal, happy oh. family? Can I tell? It's so funny. People, we had like a, actually an all right house in our yeah. Like, <laughs> gr- like yeah. Where did like, you live? Where did you grow, grow up? up? I didn't even know. Um, when my little brother was born in two, the year 2000, because I was born in 95, that, that was the last kid, so it was yep. four of us. We moved to a bigger home in Carryong, yeah, which is like near, down near the coast yep. um, from Sydney, because mm. I was born in, in Royal North Shore. Um, and we lived in a big house there and like they did it up and it was like quite new. And then I reconnected with some like mates that I went to school with and they were like, we always thought like you had like, the, like a nice home and a nice family. And I was like, isn't that like yeah. funny that what people can think, think and see from the Did outside. Did you have friends over when you were growing up? Um, not a lot because yeah. my dad said no quite a lot. Mm. That was, that was, he was a no guy. Um, uh, so, but I did. Yeah. 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 So there were people coming in and out of your home that didn't recognize there was anything But he was on. incredibly two-faced. Mm. He was well, very good at the playing most dangerous both sides. Type of was he <laughs> charming? In, like immensely. Mm. He was a, a womanizer. Women fell head over heels for him. He was a very handsome guy mm. and he was charismatic sometimes, weirdly not with me or with the family, mm. but with other people. So other people would come over and be like, oh my God, your dad is so much fun and he's funny. But I'm like, in my head, I was like, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. not real. It's not. Duplicitous. Yeah. Yeah. It's- did you have any, before we move on though, like, did you have any moments where it was like really loving? Like your home, like happy times? Like, is there an earliest memory when you felt really happy and, you know, you, ha- you can hold on to them at all or not really? To be honest, it's not really. I mean, I, I, I know that that sounds hard to believe. Yeah. But really for me in particular, not really. I wow. mean, if I think about the times where I was like getting into soccer to like try to get my dad's attention, like he would literally go watch my little brother and my little sister play soccer and I would be on like after because it kind of age group, younger to older. He would leave and go and like wow. go home and be like, I've got to go and watch the sport. You know, and it was like, didn't matter what I got into dancing, which is what I, I yeah. loved doing. And he would never come to wow. like a concert. Would your mum go to things? sometimes? Yeah. yeah. If she could make it other, other times, it was. How know. about like affection and stuff? I don't feel I had a lot. I didn't have a lot of that from my dad at all. Um, but occasionally with my mother okay. growing up very young, I was a mummy's boy. Okay. I was very, I felt very close. So there to was her. like a kind of protection mm. in the beginning, in, it, the beginning in the beginning, which is why the later disappointment with her was so much harder Mm. (laughs) yeah i can imagine so yeah when uh, you know so what we're going back to when you were about four Mm. how did this like how did it move forward from four to the age when you did end up leaving home Mm -hmm. those moments like how did it escalate to get to that Mm. i would say it's so funny if i'm trying to break it down so if i think about like my life journey um, being very young, being different from anyone else in your family. So like everyone was into sport. I was into musical theater, singing. I was in the choir. Um, I was like, you know, I had a lot of girlfriends at school, but not a lot of guy yeah. friends. Um, and you'll, you don't know what, what any of that stuff means and you're figuring it all out. Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe let's bring it back to that. So that's probably more of an adolescent, like how old, maybe 10 or we yep. just trying to kind of yep. sort your yeah. sexuality Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm whatnot. thinking like primary school, which was just such a 
terrible period in my life. I mean, mm. I just felt so unsafe at school. Even at school. Oh my God. I had teachers get physical with me once or twice, or grab what? me by the shirt and pull me out. But the thing is, is like, it's obviously it's wrong 110%, mm. but it's like, when I look back, I was a disturbed child. Mm. Like I was very, like I got on with so many teachers and I used to like sit in the office with them and help them like sort out papers and books. Cause I had no friends. So I would like literally in recess and lunch spend it yeah. with teachers. And they would be like, why do you struggle so much with making friends? Like you're such a sweet young man. And I know that about myself because that's who I was. That's who my character was. Mm. It was that I hadn't, didn't have any like safety around. No, I, couldn't, well, I couldn't go complain or go here where I was safe or go there mm. where I was safe. Because usually like your school's kind of your safe place as well and usually they're the kind of, um, you know, authority figures that usually recognise mm -hmm. if there's something going on in the home. Mm -hmm. Like it's usually their job to alert, you know, social workers or mm -hmm. child protection. And yeah. did they have any moments with you do you feel like or where you maybe opened up or you came to school and you they were interfered. particularly yeah, upset yeah. Yeah. they interfered at one point yeah. and sent me to the school counsellor maybe grade four or five and um docs was called okay so and can you talk us through what had happened yeah then? um i went home that evening and um told my mom that today at school they had sent me to the counsellor and that i was to tell you that later this afternoon me not knowing what docs is or was, I said docs are going to be coming here, wow. I don't know, whatever time. And so hold up, they sent you back to a potentially violent home. Well, well, they didn't come to the school yet. The school oh, had yeah. contacted them. Yeah. They had given them direction on what to do with me next. I guess they perhaps they put it probably, mm. I would say they probably asked me, do you feel safe going home or something like that? And why you had know? they pulled you into the office? What had alerted the school to I had, that? I had like a very angry episode. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I was like very angry and I was like um, yelling at teachers in the class and it was probably not warranted. And, yep. you know, um, they would, they sent me out. They said, do you, you need to go to the principal's office? You need to calm, yeah, calm, down. calm down. And then she was like, what is going on? Like, this is just like a pattern that's increasing. Um, and yeah, docs was called. Do you think that was kind of mimicking your father's behaviour? It's 100% mm. accurate. And also, like, the frustration of, like, you know, during this period in my life, you know, around that same time, that is when the rape and sexual abuse at home was happening that no one knew about, not even my parents, because it was all hush-hush. So that was done by my older sister. She was the, yeah... <laughs> the perpetrator in this towards you towards me wow yeah. so I, all i remember is i mean it's pretty vivid but i would i would be woken up at midnight and she would climb up on my bunk bed because my little brother was below and she would undress me oh my god um and sit on top of me and she was in like early high school i was gonna say how old was she and how early, old were like you high school Again, what was i was i feel like i started when i was about like seven, eight. Wow. And I feel like that went on for a bit, but I'm, I'm a little bit cloud. I guess some of it's like a bit like, Obviously, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. Like I, cause you because don't want to go into it. Or early morning. And yeah, you block a lot of those kind of mm. trauma memories out. Mm. And so you were you dealing were so with that and your dad being, violent. and my dad being violent, not feeling like I'm getting the support from my mother, going to school, literally being beaten up in the court, like being chased by bullies, teachers, not understanding me, not being able to say anything because I'm mm. being told by my sister, you can't tell anyone you'll ruin everything sort of thing. 
Um, so when you know, did the sister, like, a, like the abuse from your sister start? At seven, are you saying? For me, what, what, that was the age that I think yeah, I was. Yeah, you think yeah. you were. I, eight, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. And it started, started with nighttime, like getting into the bed with you mm-hmm. and whatnot. And that mm-hmm. was the first encounter you ever had with her doing out of the blue. Well, that was my first sexual encounter Yeah, ever. I was about to say. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I, yes. I didn't even, uh, I was so young, I didn't even ejaculate. You wouldn't even know what it was. I didn't ejaculate. I had the feeling, the sensation yeah. of that happening but nothing actually nothing happening. Come, yeah, well, because you were so little. So young. And yeah. how often and how long did this go on for? The Most nights and for, I would say, a long while. And when do you think you... Did you know from that point when it first started that it was wrong? Or it was just your sister being... Like, what would she, would she call it something? like? I don't remember what don't she'd remember. call it. She would just say, like... I would just say, like, you know shouldn't we tell i don't know she just was like don't say anything mm. it was just like i just had to keep it hushed and like were you fearful of her yeah well definitely yeah. yeah 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 um and then she would like it was it was such a there was a lot of fear that's really interesting i mean it was like she would and then as i got <coughs> excuse me a little bit older she would um she would she got into high school she got into marijuana mm. and like she would like pull me around the back of the house and like get me to smoke with her when I was like little. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't touched that literally since yeah. then. I have. Of course. S- I literally hate <laughs> this stuff and like yeah. the smell of it. I'm just, just like disgusting. Like, yeah. But I have to like learn like with people who do like it and I smell it and I'm around them. I'm just sort of like, you do you. Like yeah. I can, I can sort I can of. try and block my personal yeah. experiences out. And do you know if the abuse like went down to your other siblings? Like from her as well look i had witnessed once yeah at a barbecue that we were having that she was trying to get um my little sister and my cousin oh to, to do, do it and they were trying to, she was trying to put them in the cupboard and telling them what to do i remember oh witnessing that my why god do you, i know it's not your if place to is, answer why do you what was fueling her sexual it's, kind of it's, things? it's a great point and unfortunately i don't really have the answers yeah. people do ask me i mean you know surely it had to have happened to her like your father and i was like given who he is right yeah mm. but it wasn't yeah. like he he wasn't like i i I mean, look, again, I can't speak in facts because I don't know because I didn't, I wasn't there, mm. but I 100% did not witness anything around um, that. Yeah. Like there was no, there was no, nothing like that around her and my father. Um, but, you know, I just think some people are born, born a little bit disturbed. Yeah. No, well, yeah. Well, and... Fuck. I just find it really interesting and I know it's probably naive of me to say it, but you never really hear of an older sister. Like I've never heard, like it's not as common. Yeah. I know maybe that's what the media plays to us or, you know, yeah. when you listen to other podcasts or stories yeah. from other people, it's such an interesting, I don't know, because we have these images or like roles in our head of yeah. like what, you know, men and men are like to women, I mean, but this, it's never the opposite. It's so interesting you, know? you bring that up. I mean, the, even talking about this right here and now, I'm like, there's a little bit of fear happening in me yeah, that people well, might enough. listen to this and not believe it because it is a minority thing. And that's something I've always had a fear of, of like people being like, well, you know, it was like, surely it had to have happened to her, which I feel like almost no. belittles or diminishes what actually happened to me. Yeah. And I'm like, so what, because she's a woman, like it, 
she wasn't able to do those harmful things no, to me. Like she was very able to do it. Or something like she that was well. very able and she yeah. did do those things. And and she it, preyed upon you. Definitely. And it happened. Like it's But well. it is really common. I was listening to some podcasts in the car yesterday. Um have you heard of the Deep, the podcast? Oh, do you know what? Maybe vaguely. Yeah, so they were doing these stories about sexual assault and how a lot of the times the victims fear that they're not going to be believed because it's like the most common because they've no been so manipulated. Yeah. That's my biggest destroyed. fear just sitting here right now talking to you guys is like, you know, I'm super grateful to like give be given the opportunity to talk about it, but like I'm sitting here and I'm just like literally God, everyone's yeah. going to be like this guy's like just <sighs> like trying to get attention or something. They won't. Yeah, I I really hope not yeah. because it's like <laughs> you so don't hear about it. About. It's so hard to talk about, but you don't hear about it. You don't mm. hear about guys talk opening up about. I'm not saying like, that it's like not heard about, but it's definitely the minority. Because oh, it is I a find, minority. But I feel like maybe as well, a lot of people like you're sitting here being like, I don't think people will believe me, so they don't fucking talk about it. Correct. Hundred so percent. Like that's maybe a reason why, because of society and how yeah. it's always about men abusing women and yeah. stuff, and men obviously have this like feeling of like oh we don't get abused by yeah. women and stuff that people don't talk about it it, it, you know? it is a hundred percent a minority that is completely acknowledged on my part um and it should be for everyone because that's what the statistics do stay do mm. say but you know i've met a guy once who was he was heterosexual and he very like didn't speak too much about it but he opened up and said like something similar happened to him by yeah, his no, mother well i've heard he was i was gonna young. say i i know someone that was abused by their mom yeah so yeah. i think it's it does like, happen it does happen do you know what i mean <laughs> there's and already the three effects, people we can say you know totally it's crazy the effects are the exact same do you know what i mean like whether you're doing the penetrating or not because one has to do the penetrating mm. but it's sort of like at, mm. at what are you you didn't give consent do you know what i mean or of you're very not. young you didn't so even know like, what it was no, no idea so then docs come mm -hmm. and is that when you tell your parents everything that's happening with your sister or you never oh say God, no, no. We didn't even get to it i told my mom when i got home and she lost it lost it and when docs came i said that i lied and told everything was a lie and i didn't mean it because you said, told your mom about your sister i told docs no oh, no docs we didn't talk about it because okay. my mom said how do you have any idea what you've done to this family mm. she said you've you've just torn tearing us apart right now and i thought that i was just I was just doing the worst possible thing. And because I was still a mummy's boy, she was the only person that wasn't really hurting me at that point. Yeah. I didn't want to disappoint her 100%. and lose the only person I felt that had connected to. Um, so when docs came, I was like, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean what I said. And they um, didn't look any. No, that is pretty fucked up. It is fucked up. I mean, but <laughs> I have to say like those systems and psychology similar, you know, counseling has advanced so much over the years. Fuck, I hope We're so, talking yeah. about early 2000s. It's very different. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be an excuse, but I think mm. they were run very mm. differently. Mm. You know, I mean, docs isn't even called docs anymore. I can't even remember what it's called. It's actually called something NDI. else. Oh, no. Yeah, we that's my, that, that's you've like got my dad's one like, in there. That's, that's NDIS. Not <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... I'm, yeah. I'm pretty shook right now. I know. So I'm so I, sorry that's that that okay, happened. But it, it all still continued. Like they, mm. docs would leave and the abuse would, would conti again. continue. Like my dad would just like, he became like, it, I think at some point the sexual abuse, as I got a bit older, the sexual abuse did stop. I think she was probably, 
I don't know, maybe smart enough to know that at one point, because she was, well, she was once, going to puberty. correct, that she's, she probably knows that eventually I'm going to be like, this no, is happening. It's probably and the same as what other predators are. They don't like them after they go to yeah, puberty perhaps. as well. Like it might've been a. Honestly, for her, I think that she was probably clever enough to know that at some point I was going to say something yeah. as I mature, because she was a little bit older and she knows that process and she's very close to that, that age that I was. Mm, coming into coming yeah. into so she was sort of thinking okay like i don't know i don't know so I you can't. went on with this for years after and didn't open up to anyone else ever again no and you like did you ever confront her during that time not during that time no yeah not during that time um so when you got to the stage of uh, so maybe fast forward when you did end up leaving your family home mm-hmm. was that had something happened that day or night that made you kind of like caused your, was it your mum that dropped you or like talk us right. through Right. Oh, yeah. I see. You're leading up to and the, kind of yeah. lead up to. For sure. So, um, my parents divorced or separated. Well, they did get it. I didn't know they Eventually separated. Eventually they, they divorced. They are divorced now, but they separated for like two years first. Wow. Literally the same day I finished grade six. So as soon as I finished primary school, I was picked up from school and we didn't go back to that family home. We mm-hmm. went back to a different home. Was that kind of like a hap- Like, were you like, oh, yeah, like I don't have to live with dad anymore? Yeah, but we went to move in with my older sister and her partner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, right. Did something happen there? Tried. She tried. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That yep. wasn't the first time she tried from then after. I've lived in other houses where she would. Um, end up coming and staying over and would again try. Was she ever filled with alcohol or was this always in a sober state as well? she just sober state. She chased me around the house when I was like in grade eight in a house in Port Macquarie that we were living at. Because after, very soon after they separated, we moved, my mum moved us all to Port Macquarie. Wow. Um, And we, I I didn't, well, I sort of started high school there. I started a little bit where we moved out and then properly started in Mm. Port Macquarie, which again was a nightmare because that's like a country town Mm. i literally had the worst experience i was like hardcore bullied like hardcore Mm. bullied i didn't feel like teachers didn't even want to try to understand it Mm. it was just a weird vibe not for me you know um but my sister at some point around then came over and she uh yeah was very yeah. uncomfortable. My mum left to take them to sport, the younger siblings, and she just appeared in, I was watching TV and just appeared in the living room and sat down next to me very awkwardly. And she put her hand on my leg and she said, would you please do this? Oh I don't want to say the words. Yeah. And I said, um, I stood up and I was like, can you please get away from me? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, just stay away from me. And like, I didn't even say anything when my mum got home and I was older, like I was in grade eight. I so was could so- could you fight her off then? Like yeah. to a degree, so you you could walk away at that point and nothing happened. Yeah, but she like chased me around chased the house in an aggressive. And then she, yeah, manner? and then yeah. she was like, then she was aggressive, and then she was like, "I'll pay you." Oh my god! Yeah, she was like really resorted to that. Yeah, she was like, "Whatever you want, I will pay you." I was like, "I don't want to get away from me." And oh my, this god. isn't a monetary no thing. And I didn't even like. She was in one, literally, a one other t- other side of the house. I was at another side of the house. She just appeared out of nowhere. How old was she? This. Oh my time. god, maybe like late twenties. Wow, <gasps> so fully developed yeah. woman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she had a partner as well at that point. No, she was separated at that point. Okay. Did she have children? No. Yeah. No. No way. Do you remember your mum? Yeah, totally. 
Totally thank fuck. Do you reckon your mum yes, exactly. ever picked up on it and just didn't want to acknowledge I it? I 110% believe yeah. that. Yeah. I, I How went, could you not as a mother? That's, I just don't I, that's what I, that's, that's, I used to think maybe she doesn't. Maybe she, like, I don't know. But then it was like as I got older and I thought like there's no way you could not know that there was something, something going on. She is the child that needed to be disowned. And put in jail. Well, yeah. technically, yes. Jail is suited for someone who commits a crime <laughs> that, like, they should be, like, reprimanded and learn a lesson. I don't know, learn something mm. about life that's, like, that's just not okay yeah, and then you? hopefully never come back into mind. That would be ideal, right? But, yeah. But, but no. didn't happen in this situation no. because, like, families are fucked. I you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you have to, like, like, you're growing up in this environment that doesn't also or always, I should say, like, work in your favour. No, Do you know what I mean? No, like, you want it to. No. Yeah. And have you ever formally pressed charges with her? No. no. I, 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 I don't know. I thought about it a couple of times and it's just, you don't even want to go back into it. No. no. And, it's, and it's like, how, you know, it's like, can you imagine if you're, like, trying to prove something that happened a gazillion years ago and, like, some of your memories a little bit faded and you for like, sure and, and like the, you've got to go back and it's like it'll be like a long court yeah. process like going back and forth and it's just like i'd be i don't see i'd be like do you know what like and people bringing down your credibility and making you question the story is probably not what you need well i just i mean i think if fair, she had children or like worked yeah. in in with children you would be like holy shit you would have to be like yeah. this be woman is a predator did, yeah. Yeah. tell your story if yeah. there was anyone that came out and said she abused me too like family friends that's really stuff. interesting you say that i mean i would if i found that out i 100 percent think i would have to say something mm. to the federal police or 100%. something like i would yeah. have to be like look i just need you to know this about this person that if, if they've if other people have come forward i'm corroborating that story like yeah to me wow so then your mum disowns you yeah, in so court. How did you, how did we get to that yeah. point? So very close to uh, this point. So we moved to Port Macquarie and she gets with a new fella who is <laughs> really doesn't like me. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's like I look back on my life sometimes and it's not funny, but sometimes it's like holy oh, fuck. If you don't shit. cry, you're you're if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Sometimes you just have to laugh. Like, obviously, your story is completely different from yeah. when I lose it. But, yeah. like, sometimes you just have to be like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, another he, fuckwit comes into the just, family and hates me. One. Literally. He would literally, it was like a dinner table like this. He would sit at one end and I would sit at the other. And he would, like, cut into his food, staring me dead in the eye. And I would turn to my mom and say, like, he's looking, look at her. And she was like, just ignore it. Do you reckon your mum ever feeled any of this kind of negative energy towards you from, like, your father or Definitely. other partners? Because I feel like there's a trending yeah. habit here. Like, yeah. surely she has something to do with it. Definitely. No, I think she definitely had those feelings. Mm. And, and and realistically, those feelings had nothing to do with me. I think if that's no, what was going on for her, that's something actually something she needed to work you on. You were like the blame you know like scapegoat scapegoat i was gonna yeah. say yeah you're just easy to blame then. it was easy because at that point it was like i was being blamed for everything yeah and i wasn't speaking up about speaking anything up, there you go me and again. i wasn't yeah <laughs> and i wasn't saying well you know what about this because i didn't know how to con- have a conversation mm-hmm. and how to actually be like because you would just i wasn't in that environment i wasn't You've in a safe environment so many times yeah off, like yeah I just can't get over it because you're so well spoken and amazing. I like, was I about to like, say you're that. So put together, like where it's crazy. did you? All my therapists have said the same thing. Yeah. Are just you? Like, did you educate yourself? Pretty much. 
Like, did you love reading and stuff like that? Like, you're I very. I don't know about love it. I do. I do kind of like it now, but I. I. I think. You know, there's. In your life, you have that. I'm gonna fucking show them moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that happened for me. That actually almost gets me emotional when I think about that because it's such an empowering moment where you just are like battered down so much to the point of like, I had three suicide attempts. Oh. I was in and out of refuges, three, three different refuges that I was dropped off and told like, don't con- contact us again. Like from it, your mother, from oh, one okay. time, my first time was from uh, my sister where my, because I ended up in a, it's such a long story. So I'm trying to like, no, 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 yeah. take your time. But it's like, it I was yeah, in a worse. mental hospital for a few, like a month. And because then, you were trying to commit suicide. Or yeah, yeah. And I wasn't eating. I was super anorexic at that yeah. point. Which is it's probably the only thing you yeah. could control Correct. in your that's life. What, yeah. That's what my therapist said. I didn't yeah. know what that was. And she explained that. And I thought, well, that makes sense. No. Like, you Fuck. know, um, when I was picked up from hospital, I, the only person who could take me home because I couldn't go live with my father and I couldn't go live with my mother. My older sister was the only person who could get me out of... Fuck, how ironic. Yeah. yeah. And the first day she took me, she took me out of hospital and took me back to her place. Literally when we got in the front door, she turned to me and said, would you? And I what, shit yeah, you not. Fucking hell. So and, she's a piece and of And I, I, I started to walk across the room and I said, please, I, I honestly was on the brink of tears. And I was like, please tell me you're joking. And she was like, she looked at me with a dead straight face and then just went, like started laughing and goes, yeah, yeah, I'm just joking. And like oh walked upstairs. God. And I was, I remember standing there where, when she walked upstairs and just didn't, and I, and I thought, I am not safe here mm. again. again. It didn't matter where Constantly I was. Constantly feeling unsafe. As I said to you, I was this, I, my entire experience was not feeling safe. I had, so when we, we moved to port, um, she met the new guy, yeah. he was an ass. Whole. <laughs> yeah. Fuck with number yeah, two. Yeah, and literally. Between me he said to my mom at one point, um, it's him or me. And she, I came home one day and there were two police officers outside and they said, um, there's a court date for you. Um, your mom wants you to know that she doesn't want you to contact her or your siblings. Um, but how did she, what was the formal... Yeah, so this is what's really fucked up and was this is what people are going to think that literally is me being the bad person in this story yeah. is she went to the police and put an apprehensive violence disorder against say, me. It must have been something like that. And yeah. the, I still remember what it said. I still remember because I had to get someone to read it to me. I was in, you know, grade eight or seven. So I don't, I can't remember ages. I just remember what, what I, where I was at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so like 13, 12, 13, something like that. And someone, one of the lawyers, because I went to the courthouse and I said, I don't, I don't understand any of this, what's written down. What is this? I don't yeah. know what, it, I don't know what it is. And he was like, you know, it says here that you, um, when you and your siblings are playing in the pool that you would try to push them in the pool and try to drown them. And I was like, that has never come across in my so mind. That's as well. I've like, never come across in my mind whatsoever. Um, play, I, when I was pillow fighting with my sister, I was trying to suffocate her. I think my mom got to a I'm point. I'm surprised you didn't. Right? <laughs> oh, my younger sister. Oh, yeah. But, but good point. Um, um, I think it, I think honestly for my mom, I think she, 
needed to stretch and reach. She needed to reach for something. I think it was going there and like, how am I going to like... Get rid of this child. Get rid of him. I didn't even know you could put it against a child in ABO like that. It's so easy, like even for anyone to do it. Like literally it's so easy. No proof needed. No, not really. Not. Were you like, fuck, I needed one of these against my sister and my dad? Yeah, it's so funny how, like, if really it should have been all the other way around. I know, but obviously as a child, you have no idea what the legal terminologies are and what you can do, what your rights are. Yeah. I know. So yeah. I, I still remember that because it's Obviously like... Obviously then the system was still a bit fucked. That's what I'm saying so to you. So you didn't have like, you know, but you have your like social worker and your advocate, mm-hmm. like a child advocate mm-hmm. and then a parent advocate. I was living in a refuge when I went to court. And no, did you have any like backup legal wise no. going to court? No. Did you I have no legal contact. aid? No. I, I, when, I, when I got to the courthouse, they offer you, they go, yeah, if anyone needs there. something, yeah. I was like, so I just walked up. I was literally like... I don't 12, even know what I'm doing 13 here. Living old. in a refuge. Living in a re- I was dropped off by the in the van that the refuge has in Port Macquarie. They dropped me off and I went into the courthouse. My mum was sitting at a seat across the room. I sat at another side of the room. We went in there. It happened. He worked in her favour. I didn't get to say anything. Literally nothing was said. Do you think, though, in a weird way, that was probably the best thing that happened to you? It's funny. I just... Yes. Although... Yeah. As I mean, in like you were taken away without even having to think about it, you were out of. I don't know. I, probably not, to be honest, because not in the circumstances that it happened. Yeah. A fair. refuge, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, especially a uh, child. So what's it like? Is it just full of? It's just very sad and it's very lonely. Yeah. Very very sad. Every every other kid in there is very upset and dealing with a lot. And um, you know, I look, I think back, and I still remember their faces, and I really felt for them. Mm. Um, and I just remember sitting in my room and it was just so quiet. They take all your shoelaces and your belts and the strings out of your pants. Mm. And it's just like, you have to keep the door open. And I would just lay on this little bunk bed or little bed, single bed, whatever it is. Mm. And um, just fucking think about literally like what else can you think about so they're not like we're going to take you into a counselor then we're going to do this once a week you'd have to check in with that they'd take you into the office and they'd be like you know what's happening you know did you make any mates in there um yeah i had a i actually there's another gay guy that was uh, in there evident i mean every lgbt guy unfortunately goes through some no, I mean, not yeah. every, I mean, I'm saying a lot, but it's a, lot. Yeah, a, ma- a majority of them, unfortunately, go through some pretty horrific family dynamics. Yeah. Um, and he was really nice, except he was definitely had a lot going on himself. I mean, you know, granted, everyone in there, everyone does. in there. So we, like, a lot of the time people just kept to themselves. Mm. Were um, they, a lot of the time, did they come in on their own terms? Do you think to these refuges or were they in a similar situation as you that they were dropped there and they had no choice? I just think they had no choice. Most of the time, I think yeah. they were homeless and had yeah. no choice. Wow. But I was kicked out of there because when they left, I, I, I left one of the back doors open, even though everything's got like a security thing. And um, like I put something, I tried to wedge something in it and I tried to, and I broke back in when they left mm. and I tried to break into the medicine cabinet to overdose. Mm. So you were really at a but they, really low point. It set off the door, set off a silent oh. alarm. And they actually appeared and they opened the front door and I was like standing there on the floor and I, cause I couldn't get into this locker cabinet, room, this yeah. cabinet. And they were like, they turned to me and they said, what are you doing? And then later that day they said, unfortunately we can't keep you here because you're a liability. What? Even yeah, I know. Point, even, even that for me is still a little bit like. That is fast. Yeah. Because they said, if you do this to yourself, oh, liable, we are yeah. liable. Wow. So at every turn you're unsafe. Mm-hmm. 
suicidal. Mm -hmm. Like literally crying out for help. Yeah. And it's like, nah, fuck off. Yeah. 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 So where did you go? Um, So I think at that point I stayed with a friend from my uh, high school. I had a girlfriend and I said, do you think that I'd be able to stay with you for a bit? And that was, I was very lucky that I could do that um, very briefly. Mm. Um, And then I got in contact with my grandparents. Wow. Um, so you didn't have any relationship with them prior? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, oh my did, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're very, very always, close. Yeah. And every school holidays, almost. Okay. I mean, my parents so were did just... did they know what was going on? No. Okay. No. And you, well, you were too isolated and alienated to be able to tell them you had Honestly, been brainwashed. Honestly, when I was with my grandparents, I was so happy every single time. Like, all of that stuff yeah. would just, like, didn't yeah. exist. It didn't exist. Like, it was... I was so safe. I was so happy and I was so well taken mm, care of. Yeah. Um, that it just, those are the happiest, Memories. happiest. Yeah. I get emotional when I think about it because it is the happiest times. Like just, just how safe I felt. So that immediately you were, t- you went to your grandparents after your friends place where you were staying. Yeah. And then from then on you were there for the rest, for now, yeah. from now. Yeah. Onwards. I was there for many years. We, we. Were they shocked? Um, look. Are they your dad's parents or mums. your mum's? Mums, that's yeah. right. Um, they didn't talk to my mum for, I think, like almost a year or two, something like that. Um, they were very upset, really angry with her actions mm. um, and completely sided with me, which made me feel made great. Feel really nice. yeah. For the first time you Ever. felt for seen, first time, heard, yeah. safe. But I don't think they could listen to everything. Mm. I think it was a real struggle for them to hear some of the things I tried to tell them that were going on. Mm. And I, I think I understand it. It's a different generation. It's a different, like, you know, the life is different. You know what I mean? Like, like the world is, sorry, well, the world is different yep. from the world that they came from. So yep. trying to listen to like. Violence, rape. Inside the family is like. They've been married like 56 like, years. You wow. know what I mean? Like that's like old school, like amazing love relationship you know all of that family you know but that didn't transpire yeah Yeah. you know moving forward so how old were you when you moved in with your grandparents was that like 13 or something four like 14 going on 15 or 15 yeah wow maybe you went to pimble yeah, lived in Pimble. And where did they send you to school? So they, uh, my grandfather did all this research and he took me to TAFE. Yeah. And there was a year 10 equivalent course. I did year 10 and then I was like, well, what do I do now? And my grandmother was like, you can do anything you want. You know, you can do, you can do makeup, you can do, hey, you're so creative. You know, you've always been really creative. So they fully supported that. Yeah. And then they just, they, 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 I feel like I'm pretty sure they took me to my first Mardi Gras. Oh my god, they are so good. I yeah. just love them. I haven't yeah. even met them and I'm like, oh no, I have met your grandma before. Yeah. When yeah. did you meet her? She dropped um when we did that photo shoot, she dropped over. Oh the my shirt. god, yeah. And she I remember did. that was the first time I'm like, oh my god, she's the cutest yeah. lady ever. Everyone says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um she was like walking, I was like, Well, okay, well then how do I get a job in a salon? And she was like, You literally just walk in and say, I'm <laughs> I want like, a job. Yeah, I want a job. <laughs> so I walked into this like a little salon in Pimble and I was like trying to like wash hair and mop the floor <laughs> and all this stuff. And anyway, he like the first day he was like, Yeah, you're great. Like hard worker, you're hired. Like, what is it? 
15 years later, I'm still bloody doing it. But And you're incredible. Well, thank you. I've worked really hard and I've had the privilege of being trained by some amazing hairdressers along the way, working in amazing salons. You know, I've had a lot of celebrity clientele. Oh my gosh, amazing. It's really cool to kind of have those opportunities. And um, I just, I think at that point in my life, it was just such a distraction. Work, work was such a distraction. Just being to like- working towards something. Totally. Creating like your own pathway, you know, which you hadn't, been able to do prior to that yeah and so with your grandparents as well like how did that work the family dynamic like did that did you have your sister still visiting the house did you have your mum coming over ever like how did that work no I think that they respected um how I felt although I think it was very confusing for everyone at the beginning of that Mm -hmm. um so sometimes they would they would tell me they would say after because they didn't talk to her for a while yeah and then at one point um my grandfather you know he is just the most compassionate person you'll ever meet in your life he came up to me and was like look you know I'm, I'm meeting up with your mom and um you know I just want you to you know know that it's she's my daughter and I want her in my life and you know yeah. I completely respected that and I just thought so crazy that that's their daughter yeah I know that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that can happen. Like that, like you can have two. But like I think for kids. him, he needed to move forward with a relationship with her, hundred percent, because it's his life, you know. And I completely respect that. Um, and I think that's so fair, you know. It, I mean, it's I don't agree with it, mm. right? You if, don't know what to the degree of their relationship is. It could be just like very clinical, you know, it very is clinical. Different. I mean, my something. grandmother. I I think it. And, some, and you're right. It is a bit like that sometimes. Mm, just for like them. hi, how are you? I mean, yeah, my grandmother says yeah. like she'll meet up with her. Um, like she'll come over for tea or whatever because they're English. That's what they do. And will she mm. ask how you are, your mum? Like, does she get they involved used, into? Yeah, she. She. I think apparently in the end she used to. My grandparents would say, um, "This is a while ago, but many years." She would say, "Oh, you know, your mum was over and asking about you, and we told her this is what you were doing and that's what you were doing." And after a while, I would maybe very uncomfortable, and I didn't know what to say. Mm. But I, after a while, I would turn to them and say, "Would you mind not?" giving them any information yeah yeah Yeah. don't give her any information i don't feel comfortable with me being safe i feel that doesn't make me very comfortable knowing that i'm being spoken about Mm -hmm. around her you know what i mean it doesn't Mm. feel and you're not there either i'm not there what she's saying i don't know what she's saying yeah i don't think i think my grandparents will always have my back but it's like i mean 100 percent they will my grandmother says she and i meaning my mother and her cannot be in the same room and talk about you in that context with what happened no. without there an, an argument happening oh, she said oh, your i she's like i don't agree with it my grandmother's you know yeah. it's mm. period like that is end of like we're not gonna she wants to talk about Never it she's not gonna, gonna like the direction like, that it's gonna I, go I. yeah ever obviously like looking at you now you're a very together beautiful accomplished young man and i think a lot of that could be attributed to your grandparents, of course, and the role therapy played. Um, what you told me when you were doing my hair once that you got two or three lessons or quotes. Lessons or for what? For life. Like never give away too much of your power. Oh, I don't know about three. but It was two. I, but it might have been. But I think the one. two then. <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I don't know about that. I, like, what number is it? I, 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 I mean, wrote them down, but I've got to find Did you? Them. Yeah. Oh, that would be very helpful right now because um, <laughs> I don't know what I said. But, but the power good. one is, again, from my therapist, Susie Hudson. Um, shout out. Shout out for sure. Um, 
she was the first time I had anyone say to me, um, like, it's about like about like taking back your power. Mm. She was like, I, she was the first one to say, um, you know, we don't need to talk about them anymore because they're not do, they're not serving you anything. Mm. Like that doesn't give you any. Well, they're you not know, you. They're not you. Yeah, they don't have to mould you or make you. Yeah. So it was like this moment of being like, and that I've been able to take forward in many situations and be like, you know, I'm not going to give away my good parts, you know, to, mm. to the wrong person. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'm going to take back my power, even in a toxic situation, you know, with a friendship or mm. maybe like a rude waiter or whoever, mm. you can just be like, rise above it and be like, well, you do that. You stay in that lane. I'm going to stay in this lane. And that's very powerful, mm. you know, to not let someone take you down this path no. that they're trying to. Everyone, you're going to get that in life all the time. Mm. You're going to get someone who's going to try and project. Or um, take something, or take something yeah. from you. I think that's really good advice as well. Really good advice. And you were also, I just found the notes, you were also saying that sometimes you'd get in a rage or feel really bad or have a bad day and your therapist would say, if you want to feel like that, mm, you can. Totally. But you don't need to feel like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's quite a, like it, it seems You've got to sit on simple. that for a minute. Yes. Like, mm. yeah. And like, fuck you, I've been through hell. Oh, my hell. God. The but first time I was, I learned that, which is was in a, a – I did a 16-week course in um, DBT therapy, which is dialectical behavioral therapy. It also uses – cognitive behavioral therapy method so it basically is like learning to regulate your body's responses yes that's what it is yeah right and learning what's actually going on putting the facts to it you know putting rather than reacting rather than reacting you know there's there's wise mind there's reasonable mind and there's an emotional mind and everyone needs that oh everyone needs that. wise mind reasonable mind emotional mind emotional mind i'm in the emotional mind all most the time. people are and and not wise or reasonable no. well well you'll probably you'll probably I'm go like, ah! yeah totally <laughs> yeah. you'll probably go around them a little bit but you know, most people are prominently one and it is often emotional minds and once you understand that you're in that emotional mind like say say you're having a fight with one of your girlfriends mm. and you feel like you're completely emotional about it and you feel like she's completely wrong and you're you just want to like tear her face off it. right yeah. yeah um when you can like recognize that in that moment you can then go okay what are the actual facts here like what did she say what does that have to do with X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. So it's like dissecting that. Dissecting kind of it. it. Yeah. And then you're, you're you're trying to use your reasonable mind, right? But then wise mind, which is wise, is to not completely forget about your emotions because your emotions are valid. Mm-hmm. So it's a go, okay, okay, well, this is how this made me feel, but I can see why she said it and did it like, the, yeah. you know, whatever. And then you kind of use the the middle part to go, okay, well, that's this is what she did. This is how it made me feel. This is what I choose to do moving forward. Okay. And hopefully that is... Do you feel like that works in situations for you? For like, sure. Yeah. For sure. But it took time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still will still take time. Yeah. Things can catch you off guard. Like you can go out and that someone's just say, like yeah. rude to you like in the street and you're just like, you're just like I just want to... Punch them yeah. you. I, like, I have that a lot. All the time. Mm. But then you just think like if on a good day you can be like... Okay, I sis. Guess. Bye, girl. Yeah. Like, have a great day. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> you fuck with. Yeah, I'm totally. Someone, I'm an absolute hothead, as Steph knows. Like, if someone pisses me off that I don't know in the street, like, I'll fucking lose it. Yeah. 
And yeah. it's like a thing that even Eddie's like, maybe you need just to like, maybe it's like better for you just to walk away. Like it probably will piss and, him off even And honestly. More. But that is hard for me to it, do. And sure. <laughs> and sure. But he's right because it is actually the better thing well, to do. Because it ruins my whole day. Like as mm. I said, Dad's like, I can see you're stirred up even when you're telling me the story. You're like, your, your, your aggression is coming out. So like, that's yeah. the facts, right? The facts are that in that situation, you come out worse. I know. And that's you know what, what I'm mean? learning now. Yeah. Because it's happened like recently. We were laughing about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden I'm it having It does really set, like so make you angry. Off. Really mad. But what is your advice, say, for Ella if she's in the moment really angry? Mm-hmm. Or do you breathe do, or do you mm-hmm. just go emotional mind, shut the fuck up? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you do? Because it's so well, hard to like, actually put that I wish that I brought it. some like some of my notes that I had in the course, but there is a couple of techniques there's like opposite action mm. oh, yes, well that's what i think this. everyone's been yeah. trying to explain to me but you do do the opposite because that will actually probably shock the person more yeah yeah mm. literally and it it shocks you more and it shocks your brain and it kind of tricks your brain <laughs> into kind of going oh i was about to go up here but now i'm actually going to be like no no i'm not going to go up there i'm going to keep it. my power i'm going to do the opposite to what i would normally do mm-hmm. and keep here keep okay. in the middle you know what i mean keep cool calm collected as best as you can you're still, <laughs> you're still you're still gonna be emotional you're still gonna be emotional yeah. you can't you can't avoid it no you, it's, it, you're gonna have like that's pins you and needles. The the you're gonna have a hot flush yeah. yeah that's who you are but it's just about recognizing what it does to you five minutes later and an how hour to, later and, and ha- or how to, and how to avoid that Hundred percent. So yeah, because yeah. I was gonna say as well. I was when we've kind of briefly discussed it as well when I've been in the salon. Just like your knowledge on obviously getting help for yourself. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, maybe in similar situations that you've had growing up, have either gone. We were talking about it, go one way or the other, and like you're on this, you know, straight and narrow. You've like worked really hard on yourself, but other people obviously. Obviously, avoid they avoid all their avoiders and their life turns out completely opposite to how you you know how your life has turned out mm-hmm. what how did you know to go get all this help and to look like like you're so knowledgeable mm. on it and you know you've done your research obviously like where was the guidance there or mm. did you just know to go and look or had you heard people talk about getting help or had your grandparents Oh my god, my you. parents were, did not direct me. That was no such, grandparents. Yeah, yeah, no, not parents. No, 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 no. no so I'm saying no. My grandparents did not direct <laughs> yeah. me. I mean, it was so funny. I only really laughed because, like, in the beginning, they were not for therapy. Well, I was old school. A lot old of school. parents yeah. and grandparents, uh, grandparents aren't because they were just like, "You'll be fine. Like, you will literally be okay. Oh, fine here. It's you just, it's sweet. just a yeah. bad day. Yeah. You've had a bad day. Well, they're like post-war depression era. They're like, 100%. sweetie, you don't know the half of it, totally. but you're kind of like, sweetie, <laughs> if you knew the half, <laughs> fuck it, I yeah. fucking think you'd be pretty cool. Jeff, you're <laughs> so funny. Cool. <laughs> oh my god, you crack me up. Like, I'm sure you'd rather go and fight in a war than endure that again. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And it's, and it's. I mean, God love them, and I and and I. It's you know, but but to their credit, this is the this is the part that I wanted to say. I had such a good compliment from them um, years after therapy. I'd been working, and my grandmother turned to me one day, and I think it was in the car or something, and she turned to me and was like, "We were talking about something that was going on, and I was talking about how I was dealing with it," and she turned and she was like. I have to say, she was like, something about this therapy you've been doing, I can see a change in you. I can see that it's doing good things Mm. for you. And she said, and for that reason, I think that that's amazing and that you should keep doing whatever that is 
you know, to help you because it's helping you make it's calming you. It's, it's yeah, you making it's more like brain. rational yeah. decisions in your life rather than irrational. Hundred you know? percent. So then, how did you find it without your grandparents' guidance? Like you're still pretty young. Yes. To answer that, um, I think I just seeked it out myself. Wow. I think I went to my GP and I was like, "Who can I see?" I th- I was. Was so it all covered? Because you had y- gone through so much for the most part. Yeah. Um. I eventually ventured because okay, so I had a lot of bad therapists. Mm. I've had a lot of I've like heard this so what was many the times. That you got to we talked about the other day. Oh my god! I I had I've had literally like maybe like maybe like seventeen. Yeah. Therapists. Which is crazy. Yeah. Since you know, it's like seventeen relationships you have to you go know. through. No part. Yeah. Yes, yeah. No. Yes. No. It's and a lot of them are like they mean well, but they just don't get you. Mm. And mm. sometimes I, I swear, even one of them said to me once, she was like, "I don't know how to help you." <laughs> and you know, she, and it wasn't thanks in, for that. Yeah, yeah, literally, and it was sort of like you know, I would love to help find someone for you that can help you, but she was like, "I just feel like I." I think she was quite young and new yeah. into well, look, good on her for honesty. No, a hundred percent. But it was sort of like. It, that's that's how difficult it can be for some people. You really have to kind of go out there and try one. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. You just mm. need to find someone else. Well, it's like forming a pretty intimate relationship Very. with someone. Yeah. Like you're telling them like your deepest, darkest yeah. kind of and as I said, it's like problems. a PT. Like if it's like if you find like your personalities mm-hmm. get on so well and you're having a, such a good time, it's the same thing with therapy. Like yeah. they just get you. You kind of get them a little bit, and you're like you know that you're safe and that like, they kind of mm, they've got your I'm back. But I'm so impressed that you even just like kept going though, because a lot of young even people now, like even you know anyone that goes to a therapist, they're kind of unsure before they go, and then they go and they're like that was kind of weird, and then they kind of maybe just and give you can up. doubt them as well. Mm. You know, like what do you remember your first session, like ever? It was in it was in school as a school counselor, and then. Um, outside of school it was like at a hospital mm. like they were, i was taken into a hospital to meet with like someone from the psych ward who was yeah. a psychologist and i met with them once a week for a while so that obviously set in a positive attitude towards getting help though yes but it just i wasn't in the right space yeah. in my life at that, at that point moment. i was Which very young discussed, like you're either ready for it or you're not and yeah you don't open to it i didn't yet. trust anyone yeah not even someone who was trying to like i think the more at that point the more someone tried to get beneath mm. the more i would push, push them away, away. I mean, like, fuck this yeah i was like if anyone like everyone's trying to kill me that's yeah. what it feels like in a way fuck, well, do you know enough. what i mean like it's sort of like everyone's Literally. out to get me like it's just sort of like i can't i can't let you in i can't trust you um and i still have those issues mm. so although i appreciate the compliment on how you perceive me to be today there's still a lot underneath that i deal with you know daily daily Definitely. Mm. You know, self-worth is something that I'm, this is the next topic that I'll be working on with my therapist. We've worked on some other things, um, but I brought up to her, I said, look, I think I need to like look into this not really loving myself yeah. stuff. And she was like, I think that's a great thing to get into. She's like, I'm really excited for you that you've brought that up. Yep. And she said, that's from next week. Let's get wow. into that. It's exciting um, though. So we're going to be doing that next mm. visit, which is Wednesday coming. Um, so that's the next thing. I mean, there's always things you're going to be working on. And when you have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, or if you have trauma, mm. um, somewhat similar, um, those, you, you will have things to work on 
probably the rest of your life. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah, but you can, but you learn skills and techniques to make life easier, more enjoyable, and like sort of like not let things get to you as much as they normally would. No, it's just triggers as well that you learn to deal with every day. Constantly, constantly. Obviously, like especially in today's society, life. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what you're working towards, and that's why it's so amazing because you're working towards the life that you want to live. Yeah, and like not basing it off what your family did to you anymore. Yeah, and we're so grateful you came on to tell your story. It's amazing. I'm sure it would have been difficult to go back there. So yeah. We I really appreciate that. No, My thank voice you. nearly just went yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, but on a lighter note, I guess, I think you have obviously come so far and you're on, I guess you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got like a really amazing future ahead of you. Thank which you. is exciting. Thank you. Um but we end every episode with collide advice and I haven't really told you about this. Oh, I love. Yeah. But basically you just recommend one thing or a few things that you love. So it could be a restaurant, could be a therapist, it could be clothes, could be a new bag. Anything. anything. Yeah. I could recommend, well, we went away on the weekend to a wedding. I recommend where I stayed, Bannisters. Love that place. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Stein's down there. Had a beautiful weekend and then the I love the vintage shop there, that funny one that we always go to. Oh, yeah. What's that called? Oh, I'll put it, I'll put it in, the, in show the show notes. notes. But always fun to walk through. You know, it's always quirky. You can spend like half an hour in there looking at all the weird knickknacks they have. Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my recommendations for the, for the week. What about you? What we could do um yeah <laughs> i literally just bought a handbag that i stole yeah, from me. l um it's like i say a handbag but it's like very versatile so it's, versatile yeah it's like it's a bucket what do you call it Furla bucket bag bucket yeah bag. it's yeah, like Furla. in a nice brown leather and they I... call it cognac color Oh, cognac oh yeah. god i've been saying it wrong <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but it's the cutest little bag ever and i was saying we love Furla. And we are saying staple pieces are very important. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. You know, nothing yeah. too bright. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful colour. And I'm actually going to recommend what you recommended to me. I'm going to recommend two things. Signing up to go to the opera. Mm-hmm. Getting So what are you doing? You're getting a season. Yeah. So you can sign up. I think it's like the Australian Opera Association. Yeah. And you just basically, when you sign up, you'll just get like notified about when operas or or performing arts and things are on and then you just buy, buy a ticket That's and so you get it at a, like a nicer price if you're under the age of 30 i believe fuck um, <laughs> missed that boat <laughs> 31 today darling yeah um, i'm 31 <laughs> yeah but i i think it's just i just like to be a part of the world a little bit i like to be in like cultural yeah. environments and get learning. out of port maquaza yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally totally yeah um and i'm also going to recommend buffalo dining club which catered izzy's wedding yeah that was so the food good is insane the pasta was amazing that sausage pasta yeah. it was like holy fuck i know fuck amazing. was that a bit of pork i had yeah Whoopsies. sorry doll i'm trying not to eat pork at the moment and i just yeah i just had there a lot that night bye bye piggish to know <laughs> yeah um well thank you so much jazz thank that was you. amazing yeah. that was amazing um I mean, not loved, that's probably a bad word. It was a you really good mean. chat. Yeah. Heavy, but really good. Yeah. Loved I it. Like, obviously, there's, like, a lot more... To dissect. Always. To, like, dissect. But it's just, like, so... Like, how do you, like, make someone or help someone 
understand, you know, every, cause it's like, you have to live it, you know, to and you to it. fully understand yeah. it. So to try to like put it in words oh, is just so difficult. so difficult. And it was over such a prolonged amount of time. Yeah. yeah. But there are layers to your story. Your story is so complex and unique and quite frankly fucked. Yeah. But people will at least be able to take a layer mm-hmm. from it mm-hmm. and feel seen and heard. And yeah. that's what we want. Yeah. Sure. And yes, we thank you so much. Thanks, gorgeous thank girls. All, All right, right. Bye. So sweet.